This is the In the Black Podcast. In the Black Podcast. Big old McBridgen, big up. Black up, make up, and rip it up. Make it sizzle on them just a little. Don't give them too much. Yeah, we in the black and it's all good. Mr. Hustle Hard, Orange Crush. This for all hoods. This for everybody. I always have these excursions and and events that happen to me when I'm on the damn bus going to work. And you know, I ride a commuter bus and the price for my commuter bus is like $179 per month. So you think Mm -hmm. it kind of like excludes a certain demographic, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm I'm continuing my story. So I'm sitting on the bus and there's this, this, this dude, right? I've been riding the bus for quite a bit. And there's this old dude that sits on the bus, and he's always got an empty seat beside him. Oh. So I'm like, I don't know why nobody wants to sit beside this old dude. Like, what's what's the deal? So one day I was like, man, one day, last Friday, before we all break out, I'm like one of the few people on the bus. And you know what? He seemed like a nice guy. He says hi. I've been saying hi to the dude for the past couple years. Never sat beside him. But finally, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to sit beside the dude, and we're just going to talk. So I talked to him for a good bit. My ride is maybe like 45 minutes to an hour getting into D.C. And maybe 10, 15 minutes into our ride, he falls asleep. And I found out why this dude never has anybody sitting beside him. (laughs) This... My mom's going to listen to this. She's going to hate me. Old people fart in their sleep, apparently, man. This dude was just letting it go in his sleep. And I'm sitting there. And I'm like, yo, does this nigga know that he's doing this? Like, like, should I shake him? Should I shake him and wake him up and let him know? Like, you letting loose over here, buddy. I don't know what to My guy, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if you ate something inappropriate last night or what's going on, man. And then I, after he gets off the ride, I'm thinking to myself, before I know it, I'm going to blink. And that's going to be me on the bus. <laughs> farting in my goddamn sleep. And some young bass is going to be complaining about <laughs> One day. One day. Man, so I'm, I'm hoping that God gives me the opportunity to make it to that age, man. But I, my excursions on the bus notwithstanding. What's going on, family? How you guys doing, man? Yo, what's good, man? What's happening? Yes, indeed, man. Yes, indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Back once again, it is the incredible In the Black podcast. In case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown-ass men who I hope don't fart in their sleep. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself, but you know I always got to bring the... The Avenger, I'll give you guys the Avengers title tonight. Always got to bring the Avengers in. Hustle, say what's up. Yo, what's up, man? Again, I'm Black Panther, in case you're wondering. And um, I'm a man, so I can admit I definitely fart in my sleep. And I think, oh, that story was terrible because you know it was you that was farting, man. And you blaming this old man. That's messed up that you do that to old people. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I like your wife and I like your mom, I'm not going to say what I want to say. <laughs> Phil, Crush, say what's up, man. What's up, man? I mean, Postal's gonna be a Black Panther, and I'll be the light skinned Blue Cage. Um, you know, that's good, everybody. I know I've been missing. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> and tonight, we've got a special guest in the building, Dr. Tunde Akinyeke, my little brother, man. Dr. Ak, what is up? What's up, y'all? What's up? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, if that was me on the bus, my makeup show would have been like, if somebody walks by, are they, are they gonna think that's me? Yeah. <laughs> Like, yo, hey, 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 it ain't me. Oh, uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you see how wicked this dude is? He was quick to throw this dude in. I know, I know it was him, but he's, he's throwing him all the way under the bus yeah, and back up. Hey, this old man's farting on the bus. <laughs> he falls under the bus. This old man's farting. It's no better. <laughs> oh, man. We are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and all the other major podcast streaming services. Make sure you check us out at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on IG, as well as past episodes and clips at www.intheblackpodcast.com. And if you like what you're hearing, we'd like for you to consider contributing to our show by joining us on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash ITB podcast so we can continue to bring you the content you've come to know and low so we're going to jump into our black box letter for tonight this week's letter comes from jabril jabril writes the red-hatted madness never seems to end 
I was wondering if you all had heard about the young 21-year-old girl in Georgia who shot and killed a 62-year-old man during a hit-and-run accident. I recently heard about the case, and the very first thing I thought about was Trayvon Martin. What type of threat could an elderly man have posed to her that she would shoot him? Here we are now in 2019, and it still feels like it's open season on black people, especially black men. What do you guys think, Jay? So a Georgia judge recently ruled that there was probable cause to move forward in the case of 21-year-old Hannah Payne, who's white, who was accused of killing a black man, 62-year-old Kenneth Herring, who was involved in a hit-and-run accident. Police reports indicate that Herring, who struck a trailer, drove off from the scene of the incident. Payne then called the police and was on the line with dispatch as she got in her Jeep and followed Herring for about a mile before blocking off his car. Now, despite the dispatcher's ob objections, uh, Payne was told not to exit her car, but she got out of her car anyway and began yelling to Herring to get out of his car, get out of his car, reached in his window and tried to pull and drag him out of his car. Now, according to police reports, it says a delivery person who spoke on uh, spoke to police on condition of anonymity, Payne approached Herring's car screaming, get out. Herring, meanwhile, seemed to be disoriented and appeared to be in a in the middle of a medical emergency, something like or possibly a diabetic shock, end quote. Now, according to another witness on the scene, Payne reached through Herring's driver's side window, began punching him repeatedly, attempted to drag him out of the car, and police say that's when Herring was shot in the abdomen. He was rushed off to the hospital where he later died. I know you guys have heard of it. Uh, what did you guys think, man? We'll start off with our guest. Like you said, it reminds me exactly of um, George Zimmerman and with the dispatcher telling her, you know, not to get out of her car, not to pursue. It's just amazing to me, like how white people in this country think that, like they they are the law when it comes to, to black people. Like you're not a police officer. Why do you even have a gun if you if you're gonna be that irate and and uh, I guess have that sort of a temper? Like I understand, I understand her falling. Actually, I don't, because it's, it's if it was me, I'd be like, oh, she hit that, he hit that car. That's that's kind of fucked up, and I don't remember about my day. Right. But but she, I guess, didn't have anything else better to do but to follow him. Okay, fine, you followed him, and you want to tell the cops where he is. But to get out and start punching the man, now if if, if he'd have shot her, he'd have been all the way wrong, right? Yeah. Like, they'd have put him under the jail. Like, yeah. But the fact that. The fact that the judge said that there's probable cause, of course there's probable cause. I don't know. I, th I think it's, it's just fucked up. Yeah. yeah. I think that we have to think about duty, right? You see an accident on the road, you don't have a duty, meaning you don't owe anyone a responsibility to do anything. Let's start there, okay? She didn't have a duty to do anything. She called 911 and said, this person, this car hit this other car. Now, at that point, she's a good Samaritan. She's a good citizen. She let the police know they've been informed. They know to be on the lookout for whatever type of vehicle that is. They can handle it. More than likely within 10, 20, 30 miles, the person would be apprehended, okay? Because they have the make of the car, all that kind of stuff, okay? At that point, she's a good Samaritan. When she follows him, she becomes a vigilante at that point. She has no duty or responsibility at that point to follow him because as you mentioned, she's not a police officer. She's not an off-duty police officer. She's acting like she's an off-duty superhero, okay? She stops the, she, first of all, she blocks his car, which to me is insane because it, you mentioned this about a, a lot of white folks, policing black people, policing black bodies. You don't know what people have. If Georgia's an open carry state, she could have been blocking somebody's car who had a weapon. And you mentioned, had he shot her? At that point, her reaching in but uh, punching him, potentially brandishing a weapon, if he shot her, to me, that's a stand your, stand your ground defense. Mm -hmm. she, he's, he is defending himself as self-defense. Someone's attacking him. He, she didn't give any context. She's yelling for him to get out the car. When he won't get out the car, she's coming over and reaching his window and, and assaulting him, right? So I guess my point is that I just think about it from a context of duty. Where's the duty? She's not a police officer. She's not sworn to protect anyone. When she made that call, that was it. At that point, I can't blame, you know, yet she called and reported it. That's fine, good, I'm glad you did that. But everything beyond that is overkill. So of course the judge found probable cause. The question becomes, 
what she's charged with. They move forward with murder. And can the prosecutor hold the burden of proof? Prove it. She probably has a jury trial. So will the jury convict, basically? That's the real question. I'm glad that they're moving forward, but will they convict? Yeah, that was going to be my question, but... No, I'm, I'm definitely relieved that she's been uh, been arrested. Uh, but it's definitely uh, part of a, you know, so possibly socially inflated sense of duty, uh, like Rick just pointed out, um, you know, taking taken to an extreme. Um, Sherry did what she had to do by contacting the authorities, uh, taking it to that level, taking it to a personal level, that where for some reason it became personal for her. Uh, you know, uh, is this, you know, hands down reprehensible. And, uh, you know, her, her tears in court uh, don't mean anything. Yeah. Don't mean yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things that really got me, though, is she's in Georgia. And I don't want to throw this stamp on all Georgians or all people from the South. But oh. I'm going to assume, given circumstances, that she comes from a long line of white racists. And what I mean by that <laughs> is that she comes from a line of people that it's probably in their bloodline that they were slave catchers. Like she's been raised up this way. You see a black person getting out of line, it is your job, Becky, Susan, whatever your name is, to make sure that you get them back in line. That's the only thing I can think of that she would call the police, get in her car, act like Jason Bourne and speed off down the road to come and stop and then block him off and then pull him out. I also need to think, or I think I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that he was an elderly black man. Do you think she would have been comfortable doing that to somebody that looked her age or somebody that looked like they could have given her that smoke? <laughs> like, like, like let's, let's, let's ask that. I mean, let's be genuine. Let's let's ask the question because I don't think that would have happened. But she felt comfortable for whatever reason, I think race and age, to go chase this dude down and be and to serve some sort of vigilante justice for no no apparent reason. And then she's in court, and it's odd that her attorney was like, no, she did it in self-defense. The judge was like, no, it wasn't self-defense. Yeah. You missed yeah. self-defense when you jumped in your car and chased him yeah. down. Now, yeah. what Rick said is, the act. now, what Rick said is extremely important. The judge saying that there's probable cause is one thing. Saying that she is guilty of murder is a completely different conversation. So I think I think her tears do come for something. Um, just because if she has a jury trial, we don't know who's sitting on on that jury. That's true. Like okay. if if it's if it's truly a a jury of her peers, because you know, like as black people, we don't always get that benefit of our peers on a jury. She's probably, if this is if this is. Um, in, in her, where she lives, more than likely she's gonna have 10, 11, maybe the whole jury's gonna be white. When she gets on that, on that stand and starts crying, it might come for something. Mm. Um, and I was, like, and you said that if, if that was a, a younger person, like, and this happened in Georgia, I wanna see, like, if that would've happened if she was, like, in Zone 6 or, like, East Atlanta. Yeah. And I wanna see her just driving down Gresham Road, like, let me, let me go catch this. <laughs> Let's go catch this. <laughs> this dude in, in this caprice real quick. Like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see how that works out for you. It's just, this, this, is, this is very problematic. But again, I do want to point out that the prosecutor decided to charge her. The judge decided there was probable cause to cause to move forward. And for me, that's progress. Um, had she been a police officer and done this exact same act, there'd be no charges right now. Yeah, of course not. And I think, and I think that's important to state because it, it, you mentioned George Zimmerman. I think that's a very important thing because George Zimmerman acted under the color of authority. He acted like he was actually, uh, if you will, made a deputy, deputized by the county or state to go find people who were doing alleged criminal activity. When in reality, the guy's a fake night, nice watchman. He's looking at a kid walking home and attacks him. There's no other way to describe it. And he's told the same way by the 911 dispatcher, stay away, stay away. You've told us, we have a description. Just like I said, the police officers would come, they probably question him, situation's done. But he decided he wanted more, he wanted that smoke. And I think that now we're seeing a young lady take these violent acts and finally 
people in the criminal justice system are saying, wait, 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 wait. That's, that's just too much. That's too much. Now, again, I've said this before. Black people aren't going to solve racism. We didn't cause it. We don't continue it. We're not going to solve it. We can fight it. We're not going to solve it. We're not going to solve police brutality. Police have to start stepping up and testifying against other police, and they have to actually go to jail for long periods of time for murdering black people. We can fight it, but we cannot stop it. This is a situation where it comes down to the criminal justice system policing itself. You have a private citizen murdering another private citizen under some color of authority that didn't exist, and the criminal justice system needs to handle it. Because I, I've never said this, but I mean it. If you don't fix one thing in one way, it's going to get fixed in another way. Right. And they you. don't want to see violent black people like they've never seen before in this country. And if you don't change things, that's what it results in. But I think it, it puts us in an awkward situation. I mean, I appreciate and I think I wholehearted, I, I, I think I mostly agree with the statement that this is a, I guess, a moral victory, seeing that she is case the trial is getting pushed forward but then you look at so many other cases just last year we just talked about it um marquise mcgustin i think in florida the young man that was shot outside the convenience store when that white dude was yeah. approaching his yeah. wife his uh girlfriend at the time and immediately the sheriff came out and was like yeah dude did what he had to do he shot the guy so we're not even going to investigate it we see these type of things far too often so to i think it does us a disservice also or even set, ha, what does that really say for our society when the fact that it's going to trial is considered a victory for us in cases where somebody is dead there his his widow was there in yeah. the court watching this young lady cry crocodile tears and they asked her like why do you think she was crying because i guess you don't want to go to jail but she shot somebody yeah somebody's dad is gone somebody's brother is gone you get what i'm saying like I don't know. I mean, I I agree with you, but I can't take, I can't comfortably take heart in moral victories when it's another body tossed aside, tossed to the wayside. Yeah, look, I, I feel what you're saying, but but my point is that the way that our system's set up, we have a judicial system and a legislative system, and there's checks and balances in between them. We just heard Trayvon Martin's mother is going, not Trayvon, um, yeah, yeah Trayvon, Martin's mom, Trayvon Martin's mother and Michael is, Brown's mom is running for political office. Michael yep. Brown's mom is running for political office. Yep. So these women aren't just sitting and crying. You know, I even go back to Emmett Till. Emmett Till's mother decided to have an open casket funeral because in line with what the civil rights movement was doing, she was making apparent the evil that was being done to black people, specifically black boys. And that changed things. It changed things for black people who thought they weren't connected to this. It changed things for white people to see that. Jet Magazine showed those pictures those images. So my point is that you have these mothers who at first are grieving and get angry and then decide to change the system. And I feel like progress is slow. It absolutely is. But progress is progress. And so if you need that sheriff in Florida, it's because he has a racist base that keeps him where he is. So he could say, we're not going to charge this white guy who clearly murdered this black guy who was instigating, looking for a fight. But if you can find ways to get rid of that guy and put in someone who actually will be objective or less racist, you do it. I mean, I think that's that's how the system has to work. You know, I, I can only hope that uh, uh, instances like this will, you know, only bring more attention to this uh, overinflated sense of uh, vigilantism that, you know, devalues, you know, black lives on a continuous basis. Uh, you know, this is just one example of where. Uh, the justice system seems to want to respond in a certain way. Um, hopefully, it's not, you know, patronizing. Uh, you know, I just feel for the widow, and like, uh, you know, I, I could actually, you know, I could, I could sense her complete and utter bewilderment at the whole situation, even until right now, which is so um, heartbreaking that she can't figure out how this happened to her husband. Yeah, that's probably the most heartbreaking thing to hear in, in, in that whole article yeah. that she just could not understand why this happened. I just wanted to point out that uh, that this was in fact a white woman who did this. A lot of times uh, they fly under the radar when it comes to uh, racism and uh, their complacency, complacency in it. Uh, like um, I have this thing called uh, white feminism TM because uh, I believe in you know equal equal rights for women all across the board. But I think that 
white women, like they cling to their privilege, to whiteness for their advantage. And then they use their, uh, their sex um, as, a, as a woman to, uh, to claim uh, that they're, uh, I guess, under under men and make people feel guilty. Yeah, the victimhood, right? Yeah, I and, don't, and beyond reproach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I hate that. And this is another example of white women using their privilege, and, and in this case, using their, their sex as well. Because those tears, like you wouldn't see a white man try to use their tears to people yeah. somebody feel sorry for them. So yeah. she's using her 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 race and her sex to try to try to sway emotions towards her so she can get off and I'm, I'm calling bullshit yeah I wouldn't be surprised if it worked on somebody man yeah, always going to work. Yeah, 91 bit. Thank you, Jabril, for your letter, man. If you want to get your letters Thank and you, emails, Jabril. comments shared on the show as well, you can message us on our Facebook page or you can send us an email to itbp at intheblackpodcast.com. Now, we're about to get into some political bashing right now, so I'm going to let Dr. Act go ahead and start <laughs> us off. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tune. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um... We know that uh, uh, 2020 is next year, uh, presidential elections. Uh, it's a crowded Democratic field. I don't even know how many at this point. I know it's over 20 people yeah. in the field of. Rick's paperwork uh, is still in too, so he's getting. He's getting <laughs> hey, all I need is just you know. I ain't, vo- I ain't voting yeah. for you, but you can go it ahead and do what you time. do. It might be my time. Um, yeah, so it's like it's like at least 20. Uh, no, no, it's more than twenty. Of yeah, all different, I think it's twenty-four. Different right races, uh, yeah. women, uh, ages. Um, so the first thing I noticed when uh, I think early on, one of the first people who who, who uh, announced that they were running was Kamala Harris, and I noticed this immediate pushback towards her. Kamala, and and, <laughs> and my thing was like, why? Like I had these. I, I would say the debates, but there were really arguments with some of my friends about why they didn't like Kamala Harris. And I know, I, I know, one of the reasons is, oh, she's a prosecutor, and um, she put a lot of black people in jail. And my my retort to that is, that's her job. Like, I'm not gonna feel sorry. I'm not gonna feel sorry for you. Put black people in jail. No, if you if you're, if you're moving weight, right? If you're moving weight, and you get locked up, you go to jail. I'm not gonna blame the prosecutor for putting you in jail. Like we always complain that we want to see change um, in in the judiciary system, but that type of change requires putting people in position and at positions of authority. And she can't say, "Oh, well, I know you got caught, you know, in this drive-by and you killed four people, but because you're black, I'm gonna let you go." That's not how it works. You you do some you do some fucked up shit and you go to jail. Hold now, on, let me let me ask you a quick question before you continue, uh-huh. sir. Are uh-huh. you saying that all of the because apparently she's put away more black people in the state of California than any of her predecessors? They said that's I think why the, she's the, senator. They said the three. I think they said she's like the, the they said the three four uh-huh. the three or four that came before her combined. She put more bodies in jail than than they did. So I'm okay. asking you, do you? Mm-hmm. Do you think all of those were folks that genuinely deserve to go to jail, or uh, were they honestly um, do- um, caught probably, up in the system? They probably got caught up in the system. But pro- pro- not, I'm not saying not gonna say all, but people are acting like she's like some some evil like evil boss of a level who at, at the top of the level who's pushing <laughs> buttons, and saying everyone go to jail. She, there's people who work under her, people who work over her. Like you, like you have to try to change the system where you care, and. Um, I'm not gonna hold that against her, especially when you look at people like, um, and then I think a lot of the things with her is also sexism people that people have with her, right? Because as much as people hate Hillary Clinton, a lot of people hung that super predator comment over her head. When in fact, during the '94 crime bill, no, no one ever like talked shit about Bernie Sanders for voting for the bill. Or Joe Biden for actually writing the bill. Yeah, Even right. now, like I Joe Biden announced, and no one's ever brought up. That super predator thing about those two. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so um, I like Kamala Harris, and then uh, I also like Elizabeth Warren. Like I, yeah. Like I love her policies, right? That's so, the homie right there, man. That's the yeah. So Elizabeth, right Elizabeth Warren, like I <clears throat> didn't know too much about her policies um, before because I'm not from her state. Uh, but 
one of the first things she did when she announced that she was running, she said, uh, I want to wipe out uh, college debt. And I listened to the Ray- Ray- Rachel Maddow show, and she was talking about how she paid her way through college on a waitressing job. I'm like, on a waitressing job? Like, the whole undergrad. That's you, unimaginable today. You're right? not even yeah. doing that yeah. anywhere close yeah. to today. Yeah. You're, not, you're, not, you're not paying for an apartment on a waitressing job. I mean, yeah. you got a strip. You know, you got a strip. Yeah. Yeah, so like... <laughs> not she, your she, ass. You, <laughs> keep, all that, keep all that shit in Columbia, boy. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 like, when she announced that, I'm like... That's that's dope, and then people are like, oh, well, how are you gonna pay for it? Because when Bernie Sanders said it, he didn't really have a plan for for doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she wants to do a, like a wealth tax, which I honestly don't have a problem with. Like she wants to tax people who make over fifty million dollars. So like if you make forty nine and a half million dollars, you're cool. But if, but if you make fifty million, let's say you make fifty million, <laughs> and let's say you make five fifty million and one hundred thousand dollars, right? That fifty million is not taxed, but that hundred thousand dollars is taxed. Yeah. So anything over fifty million is taxed. So I, I think people who make people are billionaires, you don't become a billionaire by being a good person. I'm sorry to say that. Yeah, like, you're very so, so so you should be taxed. Dang. You should be taxed. I'm sorry. You should yeah. tax higher than somebody who makes forty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. they should talk about wanting to give money to HBCUs. <clears throat> I wanted to HBCUs. Um, what else? Uh, she oh the, the big thing was she wanted to give incentives to hospitals because the the big thing now is. Uh, women, women of color, or black women specifically, yeah. are higher risk of dying in childbirth. Mortality rate, yeah. Because uh, doctors aren't listening to you know their their concerns, and they're just like whatever because they're black, obviously. Because right. um, so she wants to give incentives to hospitals, to uh, people, um, or to hospitals who uh, have higher rates of women who deliver safely. So mm-hmm. I like I like both senators, right? Mm-hmm. I'm getting pushback on both. From mm-hmm. all angles, uh, one because you have you have people who don't like Kamala Harris, you have people who don't like Elizabeth Warren because of you know her claiming that she was part Native American, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, right. I claim the same thing. So, you know. Yeah, like, as if as if every black person doesn't say, yeah, I'm, I'm part Indian, <laughs> right? Whatever. I got Cherokee in my family. Shut up. <laughs> you know, you'll see my hair. I'm Cherokee. But, uh, mm. But yeah, I like I like both, and no one's gonna convince me to say like that. That could change, like going forward. You know, once I see the debates, uh, I think South Carolina has the first one of the first primaries, yeah. and like of the of the Democratic base, I think like seventy percent are black people. So winning yeah. South Carolina is like a really a big, big thing. So big Kamala Harris, yeah. I'm saying she's black. I don't see people throwing their support behind Bernie Sanders. I mean, not Bernie Sanders, behind Cory Booker. Uh, well, okay. Let me let me jump in real quick. I think that part of Kamala's issue, I think, is the same problem that, that Cory Booker has. I think that people believe, outside of you, are right, excluding the sexism and I think the racism that plays a part in that. I think that people have an issue with what seems to be a level of genuity for Kamala, because when you see some of these conversations happen, they take they talk about how she comes across as being phony and you they say the this, uh, breakfast club interview <laughs> yeah and they talk about her and cory booker they seem to share that same problem i also think that the fact that she's married especially with black people the fact that she's married to a white man and is in an interracial marriage has something to do with it as well now how big of an issue i'm let's be very honest it has a lot to do with it given that we just came from a president that had a complete black family was an example for black people across the nation talk less about the the world right the diaspora so i think that that has something to do with it too i am a big fan because i posted this not too long ago on my facebook page i wish that kamala harris and elizabeth warren could do a super saiyan fusion and become one actual candidate because because kamala she seems like a fighter she's smart she's very rigid in where she needs to be rigid. I think she's lax where she needs to be lax. But also because of Elizabeth Warren, we talk about how long we've been hearing people talk about we need to see policy, 
people talk all this fluff and pomp and circumstance or whatever, yeah. but there's never any yeah. substance behind it. And Elizabeth Warren came out the gate and was like, what? I got a plan for that. Don't worry. Everything yeah. she talks about, she's got like a 10, 15 point plan breaking everything mm-hmm. down about where it starts from, how you're going to pay for it, what the end result is going to be, and all these other things. Um, I think we've been lulled to sleep with Trump because it makes you think that one, just because this clown won, that anybody and their mama could jump in and then win, win the election. You know what I'm saying? And because you see people like Mayor Pete, you see people like uh, uh, what's that? What's the boy's name from Texas? Um, Castro. Be, uh, Better O'Rourke. Oh, you got okay. Better O'Rourke running. Right. You got all these people running that they haven't even they haven't even sniffed long enough yeah. or lasted long enough to be able to say that they they have the the, the bona fides to be running in the first place. I now, mean, that might be my problem. Obama, Maybe was, I don't need- Obama was senator for like what? He was a state. He was a state was senator senate. too, and he yeah. was. He, he was. You know what I'm saying? He he won. He put his foot down. And don't forget, by the time he became a state senator, he had already lost what once or twice already yeah. ran and lost twice before he oh. became a state senator. Yeah. So he's put his he put his time in. You know what I'm saying? So I, it it really bugs me when I see when I see so much media attention going to somebody like Mayor Pete, and we know we know why. Let's be very honest. Because he's a Wait, gay what? white, uh, gay white young man on the scene. Well, I don't, I don't know necessarily the veteran thing works, and I'm only say that because from the instances that I've watched, they don't bring that up too much. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They just talk. They, they. He's very fluffy, but he does, it doesn't have any uh, any any substance behind him, and it people are kissing his ass about it. I was watching um. Joe Scarborough the other day, he's like, Joe Scarborough said that Mayor Pete Buttigieg is the future of the Democratic Party. And you know that your boy is, he's a staunch Republican. And if he gives you the seal of approval, what does that mean? Well, my my whole thing is, I think that you have to watch where you're getting your messaging from. Like, you said something that I just want to jump on real quick. And and I've, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If Barack Obama's mother and father were together when he ran for president, he would not have been president. Oh, hell If If Barack Obama's father... Expo- expound on that. Expound on it, that. It, just listen to me. If Barack Obama's father was alive when he ran for president, he wouldn't be president. And I think that it, messaging is so, so important. You got to build on that. Don't just say that. You got to build on let that. Let me, well, let me explain what I'm... If you build on it. Stop running your mouth. Build on it. Let him speak. Barack Obama... Thank you. Barack Obama presented us with Michelle Obama, Malia, and Sasha Obama. And they were a strong black family. He had, he had an actual, authentic black woman. This was not a woman who might be black, <laughs> who was not familiar with black culture, or was like, oh, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm Brazilian, I'm Paraguay, you know. She, she, was, she was a black woman from the shy, okay, from Chicago, okay, who, had, who lived her life surrounded by black folks and built herself up to where she is, right? He had beautiful children, beautiful young daughters who didn't embarrass us while they were in the White House, which was wonderful. But the, but what was presented to us was this black man who had a different, he had a different experience from almost anyone in the world with how his childhood was, the experiences that he had. And he presented that he won over not the white vote, but a lot of the white vote and got them excited. And he got black people excited. And he got everybody hopeful about a young president coming in. I think that all of that messaging would have been lost if his mother and father were still together. Because what people would have seen at that point is an African man, black man, and a white woman together. And those are his parents. The messaging that we got about this positive black man, he has a different experience, all this kind of stuff. I think people would have been caught up on, like you mentioned, the interracial aspect of it. And I don't think, because we never had to deal with that reality, because both his parents had passed away, they they weren't together at all, pretty much after he was you know born. Um, we don't know the impact, but now we get to see Kamala Harris, who has a white husband, and um, and we get to see, as you mentioned, there's a lot of sexism, but I think that we're going to see as the campaign ramps up a lot of racism too, mm-hmm. and I think that her being a black woman and him being a white man hurts her with a lot of demographics, specifically black men. I think it may actually not help that much with black women. And I think it will hurt with white and 
white men and white women. Now, having said that, I, I'm actually, uh, Dr. Tunde, I'm on your 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 uh, side. Those I was just talking to my wife. Those are probably my two favorite candidates. Only reason mm-hmm. I would say Cory Booker is because I want to see another brother in office, and I think he might actually get to be the first gay president, um, even though he's not open. So that's a, that's just speculation. But I don't think he's going to get that far, like not at all. So you know, and then I I could care less about any of the other candidates, like right. seriously. Right. So, Go ahead, Phil. Yeah, man, it definitely feels like the uh, Democratic Party, um, out of uh, sheer fear and desperation, they started front-loading the party with so many candidates. Um, but again, I, I'm also a big fan of uh, of uh, Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren. Um, my wife had the uh, fortune was fortunate enough to actually meet Elizabeth Warren once, and uh, you know was was very taken with her, and she was you know very genuine. Uh, with her at that time, and um, you know, so far though, I'll, I'll admit I'm still kind of reserving judgment on Kamala, on uh, Kamala Harris. You know, it, it doesn't seem like she's uh, able to uh, uh, put up uh, that much of a fight, you know, for the arguments against her candidacy. Uh, right at the moment, she's probably working on that argument now. You know, for, before the fall, um, you know, and uh, I already do wonder, uh, as my wife has already already wondered, if uh, uh, she wanted the one question she wanted to ask. Warren was if she would consider running with uh, with uh, with Kamala Harris, and uh, you know that was one ticket that actually you know you know kind of lit up the house here. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's hard to uh, it, it's hard to see what strategy the the party overall is going to have, you know, going to the uh, you know actual election race. Um, but you know, I would hope that you know they would make sense of you know the kind of messaging they need to have versus what they would like to have, uh, you know, which is uh, you know becoming I, I think. It seems like uh, they're getting little doses of uh, little little buckets of cold water in their face every day or so uh, from Pelosi, for example. Uh, you know, when it comes to that fear that Rick expressed in the last episode of this fool not trying to leave right. uh, <laughs> the White House. You know, so on there, this is what you know. This is this is what we get about twenty four candidates, uh, about two of which we only care about. Yeah, so, but I think uh, I think part of the biggest the biggest problem right now, at least in my estimation, is the debate on where the Democrat Democratic Party is going to go, whether or not you actually want to take this more progressive route that seems to be more populous and catching fire, that seems to be galvanizing folks, or do you want to be safe? I think there's no way in the world that if you did not want to be safe, that someone like Joe Biden could easily jump into the the race now and be polling ahead of everybody i mean he's he's like that old comfortable pair of sneakers you know what i'm saying like you want to throw it away kind of sort of but at the same time you know when you put it on you know what you're getting compared to some sneakers that you you got to break in over a period of time like you got to break you got to break elizabeth warren and i don't mean that in a sexist or nasty way you know what i'm saying because i'm i'm going to say you saying man but you oh man jesus christ but you're going you got to break people don't know elizabeth warren you got to break it in leave that analogy alone (laughs) we're not breaking no women you know (laughs) motherfucker. wait dr tunde i gotta ask is that a nigerian thing is what he's saying is that a nigerian thing no, it's not. Oh. listen, listen. Before before you say, listen, today, Rick has a high high disrespect for Africans and Nigerians what? specifically. Anytime oh, he talks about Africans, he's always the talking only, about those two bastards from Chicago that were trying to beat up Joseph. Respect for the West Indian he, does, he has <laughs> no respect for respect. Africans. Oh, he's, he bows down apparently, he's never been beaten with a foo-foo stick before, so he has no respect. He doesn't know what that is. I was like. too busy at Caravana getting down. <laughs> I watched Coming to America last week, man. I love that. See? Man. You see what oh. I'm talking about? You know? <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the NBA Finals. Yeah. Who's going to take the, uh, who's going to take the championship home this year? Ron James. Ron James. If you, after that, if you want to come back, <laughs> stick around. <laughs> This is theconversation.com, your home for The Wrap-Up Show, with me, Jay Cleveland Payne. The Wrap-Up Show is a podcast that lets you in on the news. You get a chance to vote on the news stories that you believe are most important. Interact with the news stories posted on Twitter via TH underscore conversation and Facebook at This is the Conversation. Then check out the podcast every weekend to find out what top 10 stories per se you made it to the list. At its home, this is theconversation.com or wherever your favorite pods are cast. 
Welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. In the previous segment, we talked about what justice looks like in Georgia. And um, we talked about what the political arena is looking like right now. It's uh, so a very full slate. Who knows who's going to end up being, being uh, number one when it comes down, when it comes time for the primaries. But right now, what we're going to get into are the NBA Finals. Golden State Warriors, their fifth straight finals appearance. It's great. It's going to be four championships out of five years. Great. And uh, uh, for the what? first time, the <laughs> Drake's... <laughs> One of Drake's favorite teams has made it to the NBA, the, the Raptors, their first appearance in the NBA Finals in franchise history. Uh, I'll start off with Rick's. This is what Rick wanted to talk about. We'll go to, we'll go to Tune Day next, man. Go ahead, dude. Right, let's start by saying LeBron James is the greatest player of our generation, right? Shut, shut I have to amend that because when I say greatest player, you know, I feel like I'm disrespecting Magic. I'm disrespecting Kareem, you know, then I don't want should, to do that. Then I should teach you a lesson. You should stop say saying it. I say he's the greatest of our generation because it's true. It's terrible. I, also, agree. I agree. He also. You would agree because you're a hater anyway, but go ahead, man. <laughs> All these decided, goddamn haters around here. He decided to bless the Los Angeles Lakers, join their team. He's getting some things worked out, but he'll he have kept us out of the playoffs. Goddamn! In the next in the next three years, he'll have a championship for them, and they'll get the and then you'll get the cry. Well, the next three years, he got he only got two years remaining <laughs> on his contract. Dude, he'll spend it one year, man. He's good to go. Uh, having said that, though, what I like is the coming out party for Kawhi Leonard. Like the Kawhi Leonard situation, everybody crapped on him about leaving San Antonio under the circumstances that he left, leaving a great Hall of Fame coach, which Pop is. But basically charting his own path and then going to Toronto. Toronto, what are you going to do in Toronto? Toronto, you know. <laughs> and uh, this, this, if you will, this, this rental season, he has been like he, even right now. They could stop right now, and not win another game. Toronto got way more than they bargained oh, for out of Kawhi I give, Leonard. I give he you also, that. I want to point out, and I'm not just blowing smoke about Kawhi. He has amazing numbers, but he also hit the only game seven winner. In the playoffs, a uh, uh, buzzer beater in NBA history. History, dude. We're going back to when George Mikan was killing fools because everybody else sucked, you know? And he was just scoring over people because he was, you know, two feet taller than them, man. In history, there's never been a game seven buzzer beater winner. And so Kawhi Leonard did that, man, which is one of the most iconic. If you actually see the still of the shot, it's one of the most iconic pictures, basically, they've ever had in the NBA. Stop so this, being a prisoner of the moment. Go ahead. This quiet man. brother, this <laughs> quiet too. brother who's still wearing cornrows, who who wears New Balance, you know. <laughs> I think that's the part that gets me the most. Who, the damn New Balance. Who's a little, he looks like he's like a little nervous to talk to girls still, you know. Like this, this brother right here is killing it. He's killing it. And he's going up against, he and the Raptors are going up against the juggernaut. The one thing I don't like is that they fired Dwayne Casey last year. Who was coach of the year? Coach of the year, who was a great coach, and now they go to the finals. So it makes it look like they made the right decision. I actually disagree with that, but that's neither here nor there. But I'm looking forward to the finals. They start tomorrow. I have the Raptors in six. Mm, You're mistaken. Go ahead, Tunde. First of all, like I said, I agree. Uh, LeBron James, uh, generation new player. Smart man. Uh, That's a doctor right there. A doctor. Way better than Kobe Bryant. Doctor of bullshit. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, When I see you at Christmas, I'm going to beat that ass. (laughs) Actually, 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 I'll be home in two weeks. A word? Okay, I got you. I got you. All right. Um, What I will say is, I didn't, at first, I didn't want the Raptors to win because I don't like the Golden State Warriors. Um, I can't stand them. Hold up, you didn't want the the Raptors to win because, because... I thought I thought that Milwaukee had a better chance overall beating of beating them. Golden okay, State I because I looked at the overall um, top to bottom team. I think they're deeper, and I didn't. I don't think that Golden State has an answer for uh, Giannis. No. Now, with that said, uh, the be- the best team won. Rolling with the Raptors. Word. Uh, I'm telling you now. Uh, Jamie Lynn is going to have a breakout game. Who? And Sandy's going to come. Jamie Lynn. Yeah, you know? He plays for the Raptors. Yeah. Okay, fine. It's coming, man. It's coming. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, re- let's rewind. Re- rewind. Rewind for a second. Rewind for a second. Please, I want you to explain because I want it on the record. 
mm-hmm. why do you dislike the Warriors? Is it because they're okay. now is it because they're now dynastic, or is it just okay. because of the all the uh, uh, the fluff around them? Okay, let me ask you this: uh, Do you like the Do you like the Warriors? I do like the Warriors. I okay. like the way that, I like the way they that, play. That makes sense. I'm, I'm gonna tell you about my sports <laughs> philosophy. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't like. Uh, I don't like teams that people jump on the back of for. Like you've noticed in DC, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many cowboy fans. Yeah. Why? Because in the nineties, they've never been to Dallas like before. People just hopped on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't like Dallas. I don't like. Uh, I'm gonna this past year. I didn't like the Lakers. Uh, we know why I like the Lakers now. Uh, I don't, like the, I don't like the Yankees because you're like medic, you're medically like and clinically insane is the reason why. <laughs> so on top of that, uh, I think Clay Thompson is corny as fuck. What does corny have to do with that jump shot? He's a good player, though, man. He is a good player. Like I, I respect him as a player, but but you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't have drinks with him. That's true. I give you that. Personality driven. I give you that. I give you that. I give you that. What do you call it? Draymond Green is is dirty. You notice he was he was kicking players in the nuts, and yeah. he said you can't do that anymore, right? So he stopped doing it, and now he's now he's eye poking. So, <laughs> nah. I'm, nah, I'm good. I don't like him, and you... he's also he's also a mouth breather. I can't. I don't like that. <laughs> um, All these things are true, man. I can't. I can't. None of these things are true. You got. You know what? They put, they, they put Zaza. Draymond's a good player. I put him in the first place. You said what? I heard in the first place. Kawhi got hurt in the first place because they they put Zaza Pachulia out there to hurt Kawhi Leonard. This is true. That's messed up. This is true. The whole season. Steve Kerr took all the credit from Mark Jackson. I don't like that. Oh my god! Uh, I I I agree with him on that. Why would you agree with? Hold up, hold up. Mark Jackson coached them, and then okay, I could give you the first year. But he's he subsequently has gone to four other finals afterwards. You and still give I, shut I, up. I can I can coach that team. What are you talking about? Yeah, Dude, shut up. What's wrong with you guys? I can you coach know, that team. You know what and, I like? And get and get fifty five wins. You know what I like? Okay, hold on. <laughs> I, I can I, get maybe. You, you know I've been a, I've been a Lakers fan since since Magic since the nineties. Yeah, he, since they was winning, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was 10 years old. What the hell is wrong with you? Shut up. So anyway, so the reason why I've been a Lakers fan for the longest time, but I do love the way the the Warriors play. I like the fact that they farmed their group. They farmed their players together. They were all pulled from the draft. These were folks that weren't really drafted high, maybe with the exception of of, uh, Steph. But other than that, everybody else was pulled up, what, in like the second round? Nobody pe- places that people didn't expect them to be, so I give it to them to for having that fighter's edge. I, I like the. I retorted that. I, of, of course you would. So, at the same time, I think that the the way that they play, the style of basketball that they play, mm-hmm. I I love watching it. I love Set seeing. Screens? I like. Okay. Are you gonna let me finish? Are you gonna continue Sorry, I'm, to I'm, throw I'm, your? You throwing all this? Hey, watching the ball move around, and you're not gonna you you cannot tell me honestly that. We're watching in Steph Curry watch someone change the format and the stage of how the game is played. Oh yeah, the, yeah, I agree with that. So you, you've, I mean, all, all of that. Doesn't have to co- like it. Yeah, but you, you've always been a hater anyway. So I mean, of course you're not going to like it. You, you really still haven't given me a reason other than this foolish conjecture about why you don't like the damn Warriors because of Zaza right. Pachulia. That's why you don't like them because uh, yeah, Mark, yeah, Jackson that, that, that. Wasn't, Mark Jackson wasn't right, coach right, enough to right, get so them to this, the finals. This, Come on, this. dog. All right, check this. They won a championship the first year, right? Right. And I, I would still contend that if they had Kevin Love and through that whole playoff run, he got hurt in the first round. In the, fir- in Kyrie, the, first, the first run. First round against Boston. In the when, first run, when, you mean going Kelly, to wasn't... No, that first round, that first year, Kevin Love got his shoulder pulled out by Kelly oh, Olynyk. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. he didn't even make it to the finals. Kyrie Irving had like thirty something in the first game, got hurt first game. So it was basically Braun versus the Warriors. Yeah. Right. So they won a championship, whatever. You know, no excuses. He got hurt. Second year, seventy-three and nine, unanimous, unanimous overall MVP. Astrid right? garbage. Right. It goes to the finals. They showboating up three-one. Ain't nobody showboat. Shut and the hell happened. up. Yeah, no, no, no. Step, 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 shooting threes. He turned around for the soccer win, run up the court, shimmying. Yeah. Now he, he's, been right? he's been so, a shimmier. He's been a shimmier. He's he showboater. So cool, cool. You up three one, right? And then you lose. Get dragged. You lose, right? Drag. Like LeBron get like forty. <laughs> Kyrie forty. All of a sudden, oh, we 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 know the game plan. Whoever step checking, pick. 
ISO, go to work, right? <laughs> exactly. Right? exactly. You know the game plan, right? Exactly. So, 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 they, so they lose, right? They lose. Now it's 1 1, right? Run that shit back, right? What'd they do? As soon as the game was over, what'd Draymond do? Call KD. Yes, it did. We need hey, help. Man. We need hey. help. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. For clarity's sake, nah, apparently, listen, listen. Right after the game. For clarity's sake, mm-hmm. from what's been reported, uh, KD had already been reaching out to your boys at the beginning, before the season even started. He had already told them, if I had an opportunity to come meet with y'all, I will come meet with y'all, which is one he of said, the reasons why Draymond called him after the damn show. Because he, he already knew it was won. open. He, he said if they would have won, there might not have been a reason for him to come. Yeah. 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 So, but they yeah. lost, and Draymond called him that like that night. That's corny to me. I would. Okay, so hold well, up, hold uh, up. Hold so on, you know what this on, is? That, this is really just an argument. This is really just an argument about <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I like Frosted Flakes and you guys like. Oat brand or some bullshit Quack. like that. Because Quack. the only things that you guys like is some dry ass bullshit. Quack. The fact that you're lifting up Kawhi Leonard, who is as as exciting as white toast. <laughs> like, what he's, are you he's, doing? He's, like, he's, he's top three in the league, though. He's top he's three what? in the league. Top so, three in the league. What's Absolutely. your point? Absolutely. Didn't you just you just made the argument that basketball is more than play? It's about a personality driven sport too, and he mm-hmm. has none. None. Oh, no, but no, he think, has personality. He I has think personality just not on the court. Just on the court. <laughs> Off the court, he he gets high. <laughs> you believe? He's stupid. stupid. I think. I mean, he, he keeps his stuff hidden, man. I just I'm very excited about this finals. I really do hope the Raptors win. Not not because I don't like the Warriors. I actually like the idea that players are taking control of their own careers, yeah. as opposed to the the owner player mentality of I can trade you anytime I want. Yeah. But oh, you're not loyal to the team? No, forget that. Yeah, like watching something like happen. what happened in Cleveland. You know, I right. like the fa- I like the fact that Draymond could call Katie and be like, "Hey, man, you want to come to the team?" Katie's like, "Yeah," and they do it. I like the fact that Boogie Cousins, nobody's looking at him when he's injured, and the words are like, uh, "Hey, hey," and like <laughs> yeah, they get him for two dollars. You know, yeah, like right. <laughs> and, and the point is, yeah, he gets here's the socks. That ends up working out for Golden State because he got injured again. What's going to happen next year? He's going to sign with the Warriors again, especially if they, they won the championship, you know, and for, for another minimum. So I feel like I'm, I'm okay with that. The reason I want the Raptors to win, though, is because this dynasty needs to be broken up and it needs to stop. And I would, oh. like, to see, I would like to see a Canadian team win because there's only one Canadian team right now. <laughs> it used to be two Canadian teams. I'm, I'm going back to like big country Brian Reeves, man, you know, when, when basketball was, was better than it is today. I you think are I one of, Dr. so you've thrown your lot in with the other unpatriotic people. Like, you you hate America so much you want a Canadian team to beat an American team? You kidding me? I'm gonna put I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring your red hat for both. Toronto's teams. a fun city though. That I'll give you that. It Toronto's is, a nice place. A lot of people from all around. You know, it's a diversity. It's very it diverse. Caribbean yeah. presence, African presence, all that. Um, <laughs> so no, I'm not I'm not un-American. No, I'm serious. I'm not un-American at all. It would just be nice for a Canadian team to win because that ties that country more to the league, man. It's beneficial to business. That's that's true. I'll give I'll give you mm-hmm. some of that. But at the same time, I mean, when we're talking about these dynasties, let's let's be very honest. The majority, I think for the past 20 years, there's only been four or five teams that have actually gone and have won a championship in yeah. the NBA. So we're people say they don't like dy- dynasties, but we do love dynasties. Like the fact that there is a dynastic team making their run in, in in the fashion that they're doing now is part of what galvanizes or makes the argument what it is. People love it. You know what I mean? The one thing that I'm not ready to see is Finals Drake. I'm I'm not ready to see Finals Drake because he was he's annoying as shit. He was annoying in the Eastern Conference. If you thought he was insufferable before, this dude's about to show his ass in the finals, though. I'm just, he's about I'm just... to go out. I'm just like he he gave the like white man massage to the dude, you know, <laughs> to the other coach. That's like that's a privilege right there, man. Like, you know, the fact that he was able to massage the guy and walk away and nobody talked to him. Like that's that's shocking to me. Oh man. Apparently and the so, NBA called the yeah. Raptors and told them to watch, you know, to keep Drake in line though. Even I mean, though he he's, is, he's paid by the by the Raptors. Yeah, he's an employee, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how they're going to manage that, but I was reading a report on Bleacher Report earlier. There was like, yeah, the NBA called them after game 4. Of uh, the Raptors and the Bucks, seems like yo, you gotta do something. I thought that I thought that was corny by the Bucks to like complain. Yeah, it was. No, I don't think it was corny, man. Look, it's like 
for me as really a player, you couldn't beat him, so you had Budenhauser come no, out and start talking his bullshit. Look, as a player, for me, first of all, I'm, I'm not a Drake fan. So for me, if I'm a player on the Bucks and I see that guy touch my coach, like I, we might have an issue. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's nice that they called and complained as opposed to guys, you know, doing something different. And it's Drake, man. Who who wouldn't want to get at least one punch in on him? You know, like I'm saying that he. The NBA does not need to give anybody any excuses. You know, now Golden State—they're—they're they're all celebrities, man. And there's no issue with them hurting Drake or anything like that. It's going to be a love fest, man. All but right, we're going to close it out on this, man. Fun. Tell me who—who who do you? Th- well, I think Rick's already done it, but who do you think is going to win Game One? Because Game One is tomorrow. <laughs> and who do you think is going to win the finals? Go ahead, Tuna. You can start us off. Uh, who's going to win one. Game One? Yeah, who's going to win Game, game One? And who's going to uh, who's going to win the whole thing? Game One. Raptors, uh, just because I think not having KD um, is going to make a huge difference. It hasn't so far, but it's definitely going to make a huge difference in the series. Hmm. But Are... I, I'm, I'm a hater. But I'm glad you admitted also, it. I have to be realistic. <laughs> I think I think oh, Warriors win in six. Okay. Rick, game one, and so, then who wins uh... it all? I said it was going to be Raptors in six, so I think game one and two, Golden State's going to win. And I think the way they're going to win is it's going to look like it's going to be a blowout. And people are going to be like, why is Toronto even in this? And the, Skip Bayless is going to come on and say, Kawhi is thinking about New York right now. He's, his mind is going to New York, you know. But what's going to happen is essentially what happened with when they were up 3-1. Everybody's going to think that they're going to win it, and Toronto's going to whoop their ass game three through six. Uh, I think that's wait, wait. You, you know you know that the first two are in Toronto, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I think Golden State I think Golden State's going to wash them with the first two games. And I think the next four, Toronto's going to win. Hmm. Okay. Phil, do you have any predictions? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm going to say that Toronto takes game one. Uh, close game. But I think that it's going to be six games Warriors pull it off in six. All right, right about now is the time when we like to give you little tidbits of news and words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. So let's start off once again with our guest, Tunde. Uh, what's up? Uh, I'm going to take it back to me not liking white women again. Uh, watch out for them. He will be giving um, his uh, social media information at the end of the show. That's so fine. you can send all of your emails. That's fine. Go, go ahead, watch my out dude. For them. I, I, I know that they're... they're this is not all, of course, but, you know, overall, watch out for them. They don't wash their legs, um, apparently. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the Twitter debate last week. Um, that was nasty. They, they put soap on their upper body and let the water wash down. They don't wash their legs or feet. And oh, that makes up. sense because I've hold seen... Up, hold up. Where, where, did you, where did you see this now? What? On, on Twitter. On Twitter. So, like, I've, it's, it's getting warm. I've seen the soles of their feet. Like, have you, have you, seen, have you seen this? So, I, it, it makes sense why they don't, like... Them not washing their feet. She was washing her legs when she shaves them. <laughs> yeah, so watch out for them. That's my that's my tidbit there. <laughs> All right, Rick, what's up? Hey, I just want to. Uh, the disclaimer is I don't attach myself to that. Uh, I've worked with plenty of clean white women, so uh, those are the <laughs> white women that he's had experience. Oh, that's because they're kindred spirits uh, with Rick. He don't wash the soles of his feet either. Bro. Are you giving us <laughs> too, too many questions? Anyway. Uh, my what's up has to do with Bob Mueller, Robert Mueller. Something historic happened today. We had Robert Mueller resign from his post as uh, special prosecutor, special counsel uh, for the Russia investigation over the past two years. He gave an unprecedented press conference at 11 a.m. And he was on time at 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah, he was. Funny. Yeah, was he was. And the points of the press conference, I think, are very important. He said it was his last public statement, he hopes. Any testimony he'd do in front of Congress would be along with the report. And the point was that he did not feel his office had the constitutional power to charge a sitting president. He also said that uh, if he thought this president did not conduct criminal activity, he would have stated it. So basically he's saying he could not prove evidence of collusion. He could not prove criminal activity but he also could not charge the president. And to me, it spoke volumes because that that pushes back against what uh, the president himself has said, that pushes back against what the uh, attorney general has said, William Barr. Basically, it's not no collusion, no collusion. That's not what he said. What he said is that 
we can't charge him with a crime, period. That's not our, that we can't do that. That's not our place to do that constitutionally. Congress can. He didn't say that, but that he said that in the report. And I think that that's important. Um, the impeachment, impeachment's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen in the House, and I don't think it's going to happen in the Senate because of who we have right now in control of the House and the Democrats that we have. Phil, what's up? Um, I just want to send a shout out to a uh, one of my uh, high school alums and uh, a local DMV uh, hip hop legend, uh, my man Priest the Nomad, is about to drop his uh, new single and video for "Can't Lose a Soul." Uh, the response to the uh, current movement hashtag Don't Mute DC. Mm. Uh, uh, the video and the song um, are really uh, coming out really dope, and um, I've known my man for over a decade. He's been uh, doing his thing for a for a good for a good minute for the city. And, uh, you know, the momentum's starting to build. I just want to, you know, just give them a little promo that, that y'all know to look out for it. Yeah, no doubt. Right That's good stuff. Uh, what's up for me? Once again, Red Hat Madness, man. <clears throat> uh, campground manager in Mississippi uh, pulled out, uh, pulled a gun on a couple that was picnicking at a camp because she thought that they shouldn't have been there. And, uh, yeah. Once again, white people were trying to police black people for no daggone reason. The campground owners, which I think is an international company, came out and was like, yeah, this doesn't represent us. We don't know what was up. And they fired the lady quickly, which was a good thing. But it was the interesting comment that was made by um, the man and the couple um, was he did several tours in Iraq. And he said, I went to Iraq. I went to a place, a dangerous place. People told me they prayed for me. They told me that it was going to be you know, a slim chance that I would come back. Nobody pulled a gun on me while I was there. And I get back to the United States and some old white lady doesn't think I belong somewhere and she pulls a gun on me. So once again, this is another time when I want to cut it out of the show, but just because, you know, we just need to go with the flow of things. Rick, go ahead and tell your freaking joke. This is the best part of the show. Not That's even close. You know what? Thank you for that horrible lead-in you just did, man, making everything depressing before I tell my joke. I appreciate that a lot. Just Yo, as depressing as your joke. Just tired of Go it. Go ahead, man. Uh, you know what? People don't know this about me. You know, just tell you all a little bit about my history. I used to be a farmer. A long time ago, I used to be a farmer, you know? Uh, I wasn't the kind of farmer that would vote for Trump, but I used to be a farmer. And the thing is, as a farmer, I always whisper. I was whispering all the time. And uh, people ask me now, why'd you whisper? Why'd you whisper so much? And I said, because... The corn had ears. So, uh, <laughs> when I was back then, see, he, this man's a doc, man. He's a doc. Man, man, man we, have, we have guests in the house. Back then, <laughs> back then, I actually had a porcupine. This porcupine was a pet, and this pet was Jamaican. It was a Jamaican porcupine. Now, I had to think about, I had to think about what I was going to name this thing. It was very important. Very important what I, what I was going to name it. You know, this is a Jamaican porcupine. It was a rare Jamaican porcupine. Very rare because they don't have a lot of Yeah, because there are no porcupines. <laughs> well, it's rare. Anyway. I know because I'm Jamaican. So, this rare Jamaican porcupine. I had to decide what to name it, man. And I came up with a name that I thought was appropriate. I called it. Ja. I didn't call it Ja. I called it Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> And then my last. <laughs> Where Phil go, man? Where'd he go? Oh my goodness. Come on. Tunde, you messing the shit up, dog. The fact that you he's gonna be he's gonna be insufferable for like the next two shows. Oh, man. <laughs> Tell your damn last joke, man, so we can close the, this shit. The last thing I want to say, last thing I want to say, we talked about white women who don't wash their legs, uh, is I want to talk about shoes. You know, I want to talk about shoes. And here's what I have to say about shoes, you know. Um, somebody asked me what my favorite brand of shoe is. They asked me what my favorite brand of shoe is, Right. Man who asked me, he happened to uh, be a very rich man. And so I thought that he might want to gift me a, a nice pair of shoes. So my answer to him is the answer I think is very appropriate. When somebody asks you your favorite brand of shoes, the answer is free. <laughs> Tunde, where can people what, what, find what, what, you? What I do? 
where 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 can people find you if they want to find you? Uh, on social media, uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter, same thing. Uh, T A U T taught um, underscore seven. Uh, you said you got something a project going on, right? You, um, uh, an event that you ramping up for? Yeah, yeah. So I'm training for the um, Chicago Marathon. Uh, so uh, you have to pick a organization that's a part of the the partner of the marathon, and then they pick an amount that you have to raise, and then you run with that team. Mm. So uh, I picked Autism Speaks. Um, I was saying my, my girlfriend, her um, her brother has autism, so I thought that was a pretty good um, cause to support. So like the race is on October 13th, mm-hmm. and um, the links are in my bio if you want anyone wants to donate. Great. Um, on both Twitter and uh, and Instagram. Rick, where can people find you if they want to find these terrible ass jokes? Hey man, listen, if you want to hear these classics, uh, I'll put some of these on Twitter because I know you want a script to be able to tell these jokes as well. Uh, if you go to, you can find me on the Twitter at Real Rick McCray, at Real Rick McCray on the Twitter. You can find me on the Gram or Insta, depending on how old you are, uh, at Real Rick McCray as well. You can't find me on Facebook um, because I got Zuckerberg, and uh, they're also trying to show me um, some manipulative Russia things because 2020 is coming. And uh, you you can't find me on Nigeria Weekly yet, but maybe I can get. Nigeria today soon. I don't know. We'll see. You have to. You have to talk to your cousins, man. I got an email from them, but I'm scared to open it. I don't know. <laughs> I know there's a million dollars waiting for you in that damn email. Exactly. <laughs> Phil, where can people find you if they want to find uh, you? You can find me fielding applications for our very own Sandman. Uh, <laughs> on Instagram at SP Methods. Or the orange cross with a K. Um, you can find me on Facebook. My negotiations were successful. I will be receiving my royalties from Mr. Zuckerberg immediately. Uh, you can call him. Uh, you can find me on the South Park Methods under there too. All right. And I am Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore in the black and i want to thank you guys for joining us for with another episode of the in the black podcast remember we want to hear from you help us continue these conversations by reaching us at in the black pdcst on facebook twitter and on instagram and as always informed intelligent in the black peace peace this is the in the black podcast Big old my brethren, big up. Black up, make up, and repeat up. Make it sizzle on them just a little. Don't give them too much. Yeah, we in the black and it's all good. Mr. Hustle Hard, Orange Crush. This for all hoods. This for everybody. Intelligent folks who read books. Even part-time crooks listening and get hooked. Yeah, on the game right now, we got a big foot. On them black social issues, we got the info. Speak about the things that get you tense and leave you all shook. Speak about the current events that made us all look. Big up every African kid. King Big O's no brook. Big up every African queen, this thing's all good. In the black podcast, never whack. All you other podcast cats better step back, yeah. I love playing around on the track. DJ Henny's better than many, you know it's a fact. We passed them, you can't outmatch what we have. Feel the impact in the black podcast ass. In the black podcast, from the black love chat, both the news and the pan your head top top. Hurry the face, not a lick of it, a lot of it. Straight to the top, we are going to stop. In the black, yeah. In the black, and the body's podcast. Black, I said that, hey. In the black, yeah. In the black, shoot. You love that, right? Here, you feel that.